Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with you. I'm naming this episode Preseason Week Zero. Okay. Because we had one game, but was it really a game? But we're not going to talk about that. We're just prepping for Preseason Week One. We have some headliners that are pretty important for the preseason and the regular season. And I also have a fun little segment at the end for you, Ryan. A new segment? A new segment, yeah. Oh, it's my birthday. So it's gonna, it's really, huh? A little, little <laughs> late birthday present. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Belated happy birthday to you, Ryan. Thank you. How's it feel like to have two birthdays during the pandemic? It feels great. Feels great. Feels great. Makes feel super strong. I feel like I lost two years of my life. <laughs> two, do you think those were the two most important years of your life, though? Yes. 100%. Really? That's fair. But hopefully, you know, by next year. Because we started maybe... a podcast, man. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, I like I like the transition for that. Yeah, we did start this podcast. Can you believe that we're halfway through the year already? We've done this for six months. We've done this for six months. It doesn't even feel like six months. It doesn't even feel like six months. Doesn't. I think this is one of like the best moves I've made from my life because I just feel like it's a lot of fun doing this with you so, yeah. best decision i made best decision you've made but yeah um just gonna move on to some of these headliners right now um best decision for you was starting this podcast very bad decision for rashad bateman playing last couple oh. of days because <laughs> i'm very uh, like excited to talk about rashad bateman so rashad bateman is first up on our list yes. nfl's um, NFL reported that Ravens rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman is considered week to week after suffering a groin injury in Tuesday's practice. Very nice. Did, so before I start, Ryan, did you see the video of him? Uh, I don't want to say walking off the field, uh, attempting <laughs> to walk off the field. After I did his not. Groin injury. I did not. So you know the, the word should I look attempt. it up? It, it's pretty bad. It's it's okay. He could, he could not do it himself. He could not walk under his own strength okay. when he injured his groin. Apparently, what oh, happened yeah. was he tried to he channeled his inner Michael Thomas and he tried to to um, run a slant on Marcus Peters. Just mm-hmm. pulled his groin. I see. I am watching the video right now. It looked like he was about to get off. You know, he had number twenty four help him in a trainer, and then all of a sudden the guy just lays on the ground. Yeah, and he starts screaming. I was like, oh man, oh man. But, um, so I'm gonna be real with you, Ryan. I was pretty high on Rashad Bateman coming. I was in, too coming into um fancy football and coming into week one. I thought he was gonna be really well, gonna be the number one wide receiver because I am not a believer in Marquise Brown. However, now that Rashad Bateman is injured, can you trust Marquise Brown or oh. any pass catcher, Sammy Watkins, for that matter, or do you think that this injury, if he is going to be out for maybe like the start of week one or week two kind of move your rankings for Mark Andrews just a little bit. I think Mark Andrews can move a little bit because now they lose that red zone target and Rashad Bateman, all the targets, red zone targets go back to uh, Andrews. Cause I don't think Marquise Brown was ever a red zone target, nor were they ever going to plan for him to be a red zone target. I'm mm-hmm. not a, a huge fan of Marquise Brown like you, but the bright side of this injury, I mean, okay, this is going to sound very dumb, but the Raiders play the Ravens week one. And with all due respect for Rashad Bateman, I'm happy that he's not playing. I'm not happy that he's injured. I wish him speedy recoveries, or uh, a speedy recovery, but, you know, we don't have to face a good wide receiver. Good wide receiver. That makes sense. Now We got Marquise Brown. You get Marquise Brown. Yeah, it's going to take you. 
it makes sense because you need three corners to guard Marquise Brown and then just whatever goes, goes for. for yeah, the with the defense. quality of the Raiders corners, we need at least, no, like, come on, at least two. <laughs> two Just two. All right. You don't I need three you. on him, okay? Three Got is it. for Tyreek. Three, three is for Tyreek. And that's why Kelsey always torches us for two t- touchdowns a game because we put three on Tyreek. Fair, very fair. So you said that you would move Mark Andrews up a little bit. Just is little that bit. enough? Just a little bit. Did you have TJ Hawkinson above um, above Mark Andrews before? Or is Mark Andrews your, your tight end four? I don't start? remember, but if I had to do a gut feeling right now, Mark Andrews was ahead of TJ Hawkinson. How about Kyle Pitts? Oh, Kyle Pitts. I think I, if I remember correctly, I believe we both had Kyle Pitts around the TJ Hawkinson range. Because it was it, it was like that range where it's kind of like that gamble, you know? The gamble. So you would still so you think Mark Andrews is still money in the bank? I think so. No, that's fair. I think so too, actually. But yeah. There's a chance you guys have to remember that there's a chance that if you go with Kyle Pitts, he could be better than Mark Andrews. But there's also a chance he could be worse. So it's like more of a risky play versus a safe play. Versus safe play. That that makes a lot of sense. Um again, Rashad Bateman, I, I'm like really indifferent for him and fancy though, like, do you still draft him? Does his value go down a little bit? I think that if you have an IR spot, you draft him where you were drafting him before though. Or do you think that his groin injury is going to hurt him throughout the whole year? Oh, so you're thinking long-term, like, as in it could, like, re- he could re-aggravate it. Re-aggravate or just not be the same player that you thought he would be last week? I think that's a very good point to bring up because it's a real possibility. But I think at the place where people are drafting Rashad Bateman, it's pretty late, right? Like, let's say like round 10. Yeah. At round 10, I think you can take a flyer on him. You know, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to break or break or make your team if your round 10 pick isn't going to play. Mm-hmm. Spot question that I just thought of right now. It's round 10. And it's either Michael Thomas or Rashad Bateman. Who are you drafting? Wait, this is the Michael Thomas, like on the Saints. because Yeah. Who we don't know I'll where go he will Thomas. play. So even though he's going to be out for seven weeks and all the drama that we have about Michael Thomas, uh-huh, uh-huh. you would pick Michael Thomas over. Rashad I think Bateman. in this case, yes, because it'll help me sleep at night. Because once Michael Thomas comes back, you know what he's capable of. But Rashad Bateman is still a rookie, so you're also banking on a rookie making it big. And this rookie's like could re-aggravate his injury. Like you said, the groin injury is one that's reoccurring. You know what's so funny? I think I would go Rashad Bateman. Really? I don't trust Michael Thomas this year at all. What? Do you know the bad blood? It's really bad. He wants out of New Orleans right now. Yeah, but, you know, if he's going to play, he has to play. He can't, like, you know, show 50%, right? That's true. Because which team would want him if that's the attitude he's going to bring to the table? But also he has to fit the scheme that he does because he doesn't stretch the field. Oh, so are you basically saying that like he won't even play that much? He, like he yeah, he won't even play. Like I or if they if any at all. Like he it won't have any any fancy value. Like you're waiting eight weeks to see where Michael Thomas will land. Then it's probably gonna take a week or two for him to get readjusted into the system and then he'll play. But by then it's week 13. And you're already, so, you're already fighting okay. for the playoffs. I see that. But then let's move back to Bateman then. Do you think Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews is too much for Rashad Bateman in order That's to stand the out? Argument. Yeah. 
I I believe in the talent of Rashad Bateman. I'm a that's just how much I believe in it, but that's always the consequence because you never know, especially with this injury and it's slowing him down because he's missing almost all of preseason, I think. He is because I think I saw I saw the clip. John Harbour said he's out for weeks, not months, weeks. Yeah. Whatever that means. So I think weeks like what, two to seven? Because yeah. once you hit eight weeks, it's already two months. So that's months, plural. Yeah. Yeah. So but I think, I don't know. Because also the other thing, though, is if we just take a look at last year, the Ravens, right? They didn't really trust their rookie running back until towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. So does the same thing apply to a different position at wide receiver where you don't trust your wide receiver until later on in the season? And if that's the case, then I would go Michael Thomas. But I don't know if that transitions from running back to quarterback as well. Like that philosophy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. ooh, I mean, I guess it's, it's good for whoever's listening because you, you kind of just have two sides of it. Like you're the Michael Thomas believer. And I'm the Rashad Bateman believer. So to and then you can make, you this, can make your own decision, make your own decision. Yeah. So we gave you both us. those arguments. Don't blame us. We gave you one or the other. It's up to you to kind of make that choice. But a wide receiver that isn't being doubted for his talent right now is Jacoby Myers on the pass. on the Patriots. Okay, New England Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers is looking like the most consistent wide receiver throughout the team's training camp thus far. Okay, right. so. You have what Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, who, let's be honest here, probably didn't look that awesome in camp. I don't know if, if Nelson Aguilar looked really good in camp last year. Okay, but he no, popped off because last the year. thing is, well, it's a little different because on the Raiders, I think he started number two, and then Brian Edwards got injured, so then mm-hmm. that's why Nelson Aguilar came in and stole the show. Got it. So I guess kind of bring it back. Is this enough for you, Ryan, to at least consider J- drafting Jacoby Myers, given that you don't know who's playing? Um, under center at the start of the season. <laughs> I think it's tough because did it, didn't you see the news on Mac Jones about how he's not looking that great? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I heard Cam Newton's looking pretty good. Uh, didn't, didn't they say that about Cam Newton last year? They did. Unfortunately. Yeah. So it's kind of like <laughs> quarterback situation aside. Um, I don't know. I, I thought Nelson Aguilar is cool, man. Uh, Nelson, and I, I, I didn't Kendrick want Bourne him to lose. <laughs> yeah, you think Kendrick Bourne is good. <laughs> so it's like Jacoby Myers, what? The, either the number one or number two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I personally would stay away. From any wide receiver. Because of the quarterback situation. There are safer picks you can get. Because where Got would it. you draft Jacoby Myers? I don't know where, where his ADP is. I, I, can, I can do a quick Round check. 15. Let's say you already got like your defense and your kicker. Round Maybe 15? Just, yeah, the last round. Oh, in that case, then it doesn't matter because half your league is already auto-picking on the last round. <laughs> they already dipped out of there. So yeah, pick up Jacoby Myers last round. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So you you would actually draft him. You wouldn't just leave him on the waiver wire and, and like pray that he doesn't pop off week one, right? No, yeah, that is too, too too much of a chance because if one thing I think we learned in fantasy is that if a player is going to pop off, they're going to pop off with either week one or week two. After that, you're not getting another player that pops off unless there's a huge injury. Exactly. And injuries aren't never, they're never good. You know, you never Very want a player true. to get injured. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And 
I think that's, that's like really key to highlight is that like, especially when you're playing fantasy football for like your first couple of years, or if it's your first time, like you need to be ready to make those week one or week two moves, because a lot of what we're talking about right now is just speculation. Mm-hmm. And like, don't be afraid to use your free agent dollars in week one and two either, because you're going to save it. And then what are you going to end up doing? Paying 15 bucks for a kicker week nine because yours is like on buy. Just use <laughs> it on the week one and week two players. Exactly. Paying 15 for a streaming defense just to make sure you get them. <laughs> exactly. It's not worth it. Sp- it spend really them spend yeah. them early. because That's when players pop off. Because right now, like, you know how we say that there's so much smoke and stuff? Because there is a lot of smoke. We don't know what's true and what's not. So then mm-hmm. in week one and week two, you're going to really see how the depth charts are looking for teams. And there's going to exactly. be players that people slept on or people just didn't know about. James Robinson. James Robinson. There you go. And then if really you pick him up week yeah. one, then you're, you're chilling. Except for the, exactly. So just keep that in mind. Um, I think in terms of Jacoby Myers, I think he's worth just looking at just because he has some connection with Cam Newton. Yeah. So it's probably why he's looking so good and consistent as a wide receiver in camp because, you know, he's like the only wide receiver that was left on the depth chart, I guess, outside of Nikhil Harry. But I trust you're still starting Myers right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I trust Jacoby Myers over Nikhil Harry. Not going to lie. But mm-hmm. late round flyer, I think that they're just better options though later on in drafts outside of Jacoby Myers. But um, I don't know if you could draft any Patriots offensive player. There are a couple, which is my last I guess, transition to this headline, which is Hunter Henry. <laughs> I was just going to say, didn't we talk about drafting Hunter Henry and John New Smith as a possibility? Because one of yes. them has to pop off. One of them has to pop off. And maybe we have clarity here as Patriots tight end Hunter Henry is expected to miss a couple of weeks with the shoulder injury that he suffered in training camp. So Ryan, a couple of weeks Again, maybe he's ready week one um, of the NFL season. But with this injury, let's say you're drafting today. Can you make the argument that Jonu Smith is a top 12 tight end now? Now that Hunter Henry is injured and he could miss time in the regular season. I think if there's, if there's a clear-cut number one tight end, I think you can take a chance. Could be a top 12. Because if we look at how mm-hmm. Cam Newman played, Greg Olson looked great. Mm-hmm. So then probably that's going to be used. I don't know what Mac Jones is like, but does he sling it a lot? I don't think so, right? Who knows? Uh, yeah, he was, so he did he did sling the ball a lot in Alabama. But I mean, like he had a, a lot of weapons, so so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you can argue he has a lot of weapons here too, right? They're not the same quality though. I mean, you're saying that you're you're telling me with... oh my oh okay, okay, yeah, okay. Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. Okay. But yeah, John New Smith, top 12, potentially. But what, what happens when Hunter Henry comes back? Very true. Because you Very just true. said a couple weeks, right? And multiple weeks. Like, honestly, he misses what? The preseason and one, two weeks? One, two weeks. But what you know, if he'll John still come New, back in time. Um, what if John New, Smith, John New Smith was already the tight end one on the depth chart, though? Coming. Is he right now? But what, but what if? So, so my, my point is. Now that he is number one, he shines week one and week two. Are you really going to plug in Hunter Henry? That is true. And make him the tight end one when he didn't play for the preseason. He's probably going to have to be eased back into the, with a shoulder injury. And Johnny Smith's balling out. In that case, then, then yeah, Johnny Smith could very well become a top 12 tight end. But that's a lot of 
yes, factors right. and check boxes, mm-hmm. boxes that need to be checked off first. Like Hunter Henry must be out till week one or week two. Johnny mm-hmm. Smith must have a great time. And mm-hmm. also Bill Belichick has to not want to implement a two tight end set after he gets Hunter Henry back. <laughs> he gets back. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I guess just to spice this up a little bit. So if, if you were in drafts right now, Robert Tanya and John U. Smith, who are you taking right now? Oh. <laughs> I'll go Tanyan. It's safe. I, 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 as you can see, I think, I don't know what it is about today, but I think, I'm taking the safer route today. You know what's funny? I think I'd go Robert Tunyon too. Yeah, because you know he's the only guy they got and A-Rod's throwing to him. So, but he technically is the third option. I think the problem is that, like, I just don't know where Johnny Smith is in terms of, like, like, what number pass catcher that he is for Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? Because he could either be number one. Yeah, he could be a number one. He could be the, the number one or he could be the number four. Yeah, like you we, don't we, we don't know. And that's that's what scares me. But for Robert Tunyon, you know he's the third option. It's, it's Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and then it's Robert Tunyon. You know he's the third option, but he, but the thing is, you know he will be used too. Fair. Here, I think with... I think it's too risky for Johnny Smith is because Hunter Henry, I think... Okay, yeah, maybe he's not a top five tight end, but the thing is, he's also not a bottom 15 tight end so that's why it's like there he's kind of breathing on john new smith's neck if john new smith is not performing that well either so it's kind of like if you take john new smith it's kind of like you better hope john new smith plays good for 16 games exactly and so he doesn't lose the job doesn't lose the job and something to consider especially for the nfl like you chase the money you look at the money to see how players are going to be used Mm -hmm. they paid hunter henry a lot of money Lots so more than Johnny Smith or no? I don't know if it was more, but they were they were very comparable. Let's I don't know if you want. I don't know if you want to look it up, Ryan. I'll look. Um, I'll look up at Johnny Smith's contract. You look up at um Hunter okay, Henry's right. contract. Okay, okay. And so um, look at us doing <laughs> doing research okay. on the pod. So, uh, okay, I got a four year fifty mil for Johnny Smith. Four year fifty. Okay, Hunter Henry, I got a three year thirty seven point four. Okay, that's a problem. Okay, well, well, that is a problem. We we let, let, let's do some math. You know, uh, Johnny Smith getting paid more than ten mil a year. Wait, wait, divided by three. Hunter Henry's is getting paid twelve point four six mil a year. You know what's crazy? Johnny Smith is getting paid twelve point five million. On okay, average. so they're basically making the same amount of money. But you know the, the guaranteed money might be different and all that, right? But yeah, if, exactly. if if we just do sim, we look at it simply. Every year they make the same amount, yes, so they're valued exactly. the same mm-hmm. in the Pats' eyes. So we really don't know where it's. I don't know if I could trust Johnny Smith that much. I feel like Johnny Smith is is still that tight end where, like, if you get like a like a Mike Gesicki, look into getting Johnny Smith. If you get like a like a Noah Fant, look into getting Johnny Smith. If you get a Tyler Higby, and you're still concerned look into johnny yeah. smith so you have that little backup option you know exactly but if you're if you get like like kittle waller andrews don't waste it you don't don't waste it you don't need you you don't need johnny smith and don't think you're gonna be sneaky getting hunter henry either it's not <laughs> no <laughs> you got a little backup tight end that you you bench the whole year and then you let him start for one week so for one week and it's, it's just their buy 
Mm-hmm. Just, just John Waller's bye week. That's it. Or you could be unlucky and you you draft them and you realize they have the same bye week. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Because yeah. now you can't even trade. You don't have leverage when you trade because the other guy knows why you're trading him. <laughs> exactly. He's like, this is your problem to deal with. Not mine. Exactly. We'll just wait to see what player you drop on the waivers for the ghost of Tyler Eifert. But and, and, but the problem is, is that when you put yourself in that situation, right? You have Waller and Henry. You're 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 spiteful because the thing is, you don't want to drop Hunter Henry and let the guy who gave you a hard time with the trade pick him up. So you end up having three tight ends on your team at one point. Just to start the ghost of Tyler Eifert, like you said, and you're going to drop him next week. And Hunter Henry never gets his chance to start on your team. Mm-hmm. He's just a little, a little trophy for you. Yeah, it's a little I... like, oh, no. You know what? Also, the problem is, is that in a league like that, that team has two starting tight ends, or potentially two tight ends that can capable uh, that are capable of starting. There's going to be another team who actually has to start the ghost of Eifert every week, and he's just <laughs> looking at your team because you have two tight ends instead of one. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't. Yeah, just just don't do it. But that's all the headliners I had, Ryan. Did you have any like that were super notable before we move on to the next segment? No, I think I think that was it. All right, awesome. So for this next segment, Ryan, it's gonna be. I know we're out of school, Ryan, but I'm bringing something back. It's called no. fill in the blanks. Okay. So. <laughs> I- I can do that. That was like way back in school, way you know? <laughs> got it, got it. But you, you might have to use the brain meets just a little bit more, though, because I'm going to read you a statement. Obviously, there'll be a blank there. And you tell me, you just fill in the blank, right? And then you're just going to give like a little bit of your explanation. I'll ask you some, some follow-up questions if need be. Okay. So I'll go with number one, Ryan. Wait, what Can is this talk- segment called? Just, just fill, in the- fill in the blanks. <laughs> okay, I like that. Fill in the blanks. Nice and simple. Um, nice and simple, yeah. And we're talking about this player before the podcast, Ryan. It's Najee Harris. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> fill in the blank. Najee Harris will be a top blank running back this year. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, 15. 15. Who is before and who is after Najee, like Najee Harris? Who were you like? Where'd you slot him in between, you know? Like, is Joe Mixon in that range? Like, would you take Joe Mixon before Najee Harris? I think I think Joe Mixon might... Okay, my, my rankings might be very screwed up, but Najee Harris is probably a little bit ahead of Joe Mixon mm-hmm. because the thing is, they both have suspect O-lines, but the Bengals have a more suspect O-line. <laughs> okay. And their quarterback is what? Almost like a half-rookie? <laughs> Because he played like he, he didn't play the full season last year, but mm-hmm. on Steelers, you got Big Ben, you you have you know options, you know, your your top wide receiver is not a rookie like Jamar mm-hmm. Chase. So I think the situation is a little bit better for Najee Harris. Is Chris Carson ahead of Najee Harris for you? Yes. Because I like Chris Carson. I, I draft Chris Carson. You you know, you see him on my team. <laughs> always. <laughs> and always he's jacked him. this year, man. Come on. He is. He just needs to stay on the field, but yeah. I think for me, Najee Harris, so you say 15, I'm going to be a little, I don't want to call it unrealistic, but I'm going to be a little bit more hopeful and optimistic. I'm going to say top 12 or top 13. Oh, two more spots, huh? Two more spots. I have him a little bit ahead of, I think, Joe Mixon, 
Um, now I'm kind yeah, of curious on where I put him because I think I wrote him down somewhere, but it's not before Aaron Jones. I still have Aaron Jones higher. Not before Nick Chubb. I still have Nick Chubb higher. Of course, of course. Because Nick Chubb's just a really good runner. Josh Jacobs. I have him ahead of Josh Jacobs. Um, I have him in between Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon. That's where I put Najee Harris. I like that. So yeah, nice and nice and comfy there. That's I feel like that's a really good spot for him. Okay. But yeah. So fill in the blank for the second one. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Justin Jefferson are on the board. If it's my turn to draft, I would pick blank. It's DK Metcalf, Justin AJ Jefferson. Brown. Yeah, and AJ, and, Brown. and AJ Brown. Who would you pick? Who would you pick? Who would I pick or who would you pick? Who would you pick? Who, oh, I I would go uh, Justin Jefferson. Ooh, even after his little injury. See, the, okay. <laughs> Can we go on a little tangent? Yeah. Go a quick, quick tangent. I think after his, his injury is not what concerns me. It's okay. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and his availability on the field. So I, I do realize, yes, I'm taking a big risk here, but it's the risk lies solely on Kirk Cousins because I don't know how well he can play with plexiglass around him. You know, I don't know how mobile and flexible that stuff is. I'm not a man of technology, you know. Oh, but man. but if 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 we're gonna analyze if we're analyzing this just like how we analyzed the path earlier and about how like QB aside, then Justin Jefferson. But if QB considered, then uh, honestly, I'll go with DK Metcalf. Ooh, okay. And my reasoning is that AJ Brown, I think he gets a lot of hype, but like, it's like he hasn't like, I don't know, like his his points on fantasy each game just doesn't like, wow, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, and I you get insert you, Julio you. Jones too. And I know we talked about how AJ Brown or Julio Jones are going to take the, the load off each other, but that is true. But when you're putting him up against DK Metcalf, I feel like DK Metcalf, you know, will get the targets. Got it. That's true. I, you know what? I, I agree with you. And I think if I were, if, if I, it was my turn to draft, I'd go DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, AJ Brown and then Justin Jefferson. I'll go in that order. If QB situation aside, would you go, would you still keep that order? Yes. Really? You don't like Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson? No, I don't like Justin Jefferson. You learned last like... year. Yeah. When you cut him, were you you're, you're gonna do him dirty again? And who who did better? DK Metcalf did. Well, no, okay, fine, fine. DK Metcalf gets number one, but how about how? AJ okay, Brown, but, but AJ Brown played injured last year. Okay, okay, that's that's right, that's enough. my argument. That's my argument. But yeah, I really like Justin Jefferson. You really like Justin Jefferson? Pretty I man. yes. Okay, so fill in the blanks for the next one. My favorite rookie running back, not named Najee Harris, will be Javante Williams in fantasy football. Javante Williams. I I I think. Wow. I am. Mm, I don't know how well, I feel. Uh, let me see. 20, 2021 rookie running backs, right? Yeah, so it's him. Look, I think Michael Carter from me. the Jets, Travis Etienne on um, the Jaguars, and then um, who you just mentioned as well, Javonta Williams. 
Trey Sermon is up there. Oh, Michael Trey Carter. Sermon. I forgot about that. Yeah, Michael Carter too. Trey Sermon's a sneaky one. Hmm. He's that was a sneaky bad. one. But I maybe it's just because I know more about the Broncos because they're in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. But I think that I really don't think Melvin Gordon is the real deal at this point. Man, it might start off as like split carries or something, but I think eventually Javonta Williams is going to take over this job. I get what you're saying. You know, it, it's funny because I was, I was, um, I was reading up a little bit like what people believe about like Melvin Gordon and the Javonta Williams situation. And they bring up a really good point because they're, they're hyping up Melvin Gordon right now. Right. They are. And I think the only reasons, cause they're trying to ship them, or they're just like, you can't just tell Melvin Gordon to his face that we don't trust you anymore. That's exactly. We signed him to a, 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 like a decent deal two years ago like you have to kind of own up like not own up to your mistakes but you have to back up what you said last year by hyping him up this year i think deep down inside because they moved up in the draft to draft javonta williams you have to kind of believe that they're going to use him a little bit more than melvin gordon right yeah because when you trade up for someone it shows you it indicates that you want to use him you, mm-hmm. you, you want to get him. So you're already thinking about putting him on the field. I think right now what's going on is it could just be like a, you know, like, I don't know what you would call these things, like a PR stunt or whatever, where it's kind of like, well, Melvin Gordon, we want him to be the backup eventually, but now we got to ease the news into him. We can't just be like, oh, new rookie, this guy who's a veteran in the league, no more. You can't, you can't get touches anymore. So I think they're easing him in, in a way where it's like, Slowly over the preseason or maybe a couple weeks in the season, they're going to be like, oh, production's better out of Javonta Williams. This is solely why you're moving down the depth chart. I don't even know if that's how the NFL works. That's how I would think, though. That's just how you process in your head. Yeah, that's 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 very fair. Um, Because you got to keep the relationship with Melvin Gordon. You can't just do him dirty and be like, oh, this young guy who has no experience, he's going to get first uh, first team reps. All right. (laughs) when you're finally healthy in your career melvin gordon you can't play <laughs> come on That's so unfortunate yeah. imagine them imagine him, him being traded like the rams though i don't know why they wouldn't do it right i think that they i would feel any offer to get to get melvin gordon off well of the it. thing is it's also like analyze both sides what can you get in return for melvin gordon at this point he's 28 years old he's been through a few injuries is what you get in return worth it? Or would you rather just keep him and let him mentor Javonta Williams if he's down to do that? If you get a fourth, would you do it? I would. A fourth? Yeah, fourth round pick. I would. I would be I would be more happy with a third, but I feel like a fourth is probably what you're gonna get out of Gordon. I, I would take it. I mean, I heard his I think his cap is his cap hits like I think six mil, six or eight mil. So Mine as like, well, yeah. Might as well just clear it. So that was just something to consider. Um, Javante Williams actually is a, is a pretty sneaky pig in fantasy. I'm just not a believer yet. Maybe I just don't hear a lot of a lot of buzz in the AFC West, but I do really like Travis Etienne. Hmm. I, and I have him. I have him value a little bit higher. So Brian, if you if you want to partake in this bet, I think Travis Etienne will have a better fantasy football season than Javante Williams. I can see where that goes, but this is how I see. I see it. ETN might have a better stats, uh, better stats at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. However, he will be used less than Javonta Williams. Javonta Williams is probably just. I I feel like it's going to be a thing where Javonta Williams gets the carries and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. he might not be able to make 
the most out of it. But Travis he Etienne, be he won't be as efficient. So that's yeah. how I see it. Because so Travis, because I don't, sorry, mm-hmm. but James Robinson, I don't think he's gone. That's why. So do you think Javante Williams will, sc- will score more points than Travis Etienne? Because <laughs> you just mentioned James, James Robinson. So. You're right, you're right. I, I don't know, man. Is Travis Etienne the, the fir- getting first team reps? I actually don't know. It, let me check this depth chart real quick. You, you, you walk me through what you're thinking. I think Travis Etienne, it's, it's, the, same, it's the same thought process for Javante Williams. You draft him in the first round, right? And you're not just drafting him in the first round just because you want to draft him in the first round. He has a connection with Trevor Lawrence. He's already a really good pass-catching back. And again, the draft value was high on him in real life in terms of Jacksonville. I love James Robinson as a running back. But again, that was last year. This is a whole new regime, and they got their guy. They got yeah, their guy in Travis Etienne, so that's why. That's why he is I'm the starter. And he is the starter, right? <laughs> rip, rip to James Robinson. They could trade James Robinson away for a third or a fourth. Give him to the Rams. Mm-hmm, exactly. But the thing is, though, is Travis Etienne, can he be? Actually, yeah, nah. You draft him in the first round. There's no way he can only play on third downs. You have to, you have to just trust and put him in every down. Exactly, exactly. All right. But moving on to the next question, fill in the blank, Ryan. So Jalen Hurts, Raheem Mostert, and Jalen Waddle are all considered fantasy football steals this year. My favorite out of these three is blank. So my answer and you. Who is your favorite out of Jalen Hurts, Raheem Mostert, and Jalen Waddle? Oh, okay. It is not Jalen Hurts. I'll tell you that. I'm trying to decide between Moster or Waddle. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, okay, okay. In the moment right now, I'm going to go with Waddle because of Trey Sermon. Yeah. Solely because of Trey Sermon. If you can draft both Mo- Moster and Sermon. Would I? Um, would I, would you, and would that, I guess, like, favor Mostert over Waddle? Or do you think Waddle later in drafts is just, like, a really big steal? I don't know if it's a big steal, but it's more of, like, I think it's just because last year so many rookie wide receivers just, like, blew up that mm-hmm. you kind of don't want to miss out on it this year. So mm-hmm. then I would rather just go Jalen Waddle and just pray. Jalen Waddle and just pray and sit going where he Mostert and pray that he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's fun. I, I think I would go Jalen Waddle as well. It's just yeah. the upside. He most gets hurt too too often. I'm not rooting for an injury, but it's just like Jalen Waddle is so good. I also believe in Tua. And because I, I'm looking at the depth chart, right? You got Devontae mm-hmm. Parker and Jalen Waddle and uh, Will Fuller, but Will Fuller is suspended. He's missing one game. He's missing one game. Um, mm-hmm. And after that, I mean... Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Preston Williams. I think Jalen Waddle has a shot. And it also, it's the QB too. It's Tua. But if you believe in Tua, Jalen Waddle, go, go Jalen Waddle. Yeah. I, that's all I can say. Yeah. Jalen yeah. Waddle, Tua, you got to believe in both of them in order for, 
for either of them. You know, before we move speed. on though, do you know Mostert has a really fast Madden rating, like speed rating? Oh, he's he's really fast. It's insanely quick, man. No, he's he's he's, he's like ninety something. He's like 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 yeah. noticeably. Not, I think it's above nine. Let me double check. Yeah, like I think it's because he he hit like the the fastest top speed of a running back last year. Yeah, he has a speed rating of ninety seven. He's, he's just really fast. Like, Raheem Mostert's really fast. Jesus Christ. Okay. Like, if he hits the gap, like, like it's over. And that's that's why he's so good. It's because, like, yeah, he can't he can't take – well, actually, he is kind of physical. But, like, Kyle Shanahan just creates gaps. I like it. So that's just – and Raheem Mostert just hits them every single time. But, yeah. So moving on. We have two more, Ryan. Second to last one. A Jets player that I would draft this year – would be blank. I'm sorry, but I have to look up the Jets, the Jets uh, depth chart. <laughs> I died. Okay. I don't. I don't remember. Don't remember. There's Zach Wilson, Michael Carter, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore. I think they drafted this year. Elijah Moore. They drafted this year. Oh. Um, I don't know who else they have. Actually, looking at this, I think two names stick out. Corey Davis mm-hmm. and potentially Michael Carter. Potentially. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because thought process here, Zach Wilson has to throw with somebody. And I don't th- and I think me and you don't think Zach Wilson is shabby. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think if you look at the wide receivers, it's Keelan Cole, Jameson Crowder. I think Corey Davis is clearly like a, a level above the other two. So I think mm-hmm. Corey Davis will get touches like he got he got. In Tennessee, and then Michael Carter is the other running back that could be pushing Tevin Col- Coleman. Ooh, okay. But Michael Carter, you should not draft early because he's not even on the first team right now. Got it. That, that which is important to know. There's a big difference between Michael Carter and Javante Williams right now. Yeah, yeah, big difference. Like Michael Carter is fighting for a spot, and Javante Williams kind of he has the fast track. But mm-hmm. um, man. I think I would actually go. I heard a lot of buzz between Elijah Moore. I heard Denzel Mims wants out. I don't believe in Corey Davis. I'm gonna go Elijah Moore. Oh, like the, the, the new guy. Okay. Is he from Ole Miss? I think Ole he's Miss. from Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, new guy. Robert Sala drafted. I mean, I know they paid Corey Davis he- like hella money, but I just feel like the, the talent and the upside for Elijah Moore is just a little bit, a little bit more. There could always Corey be room Davis. for two. There could always be room for two. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, if Corey Davis and Elijah Moore put up like really similar numbers. I'm looking at the step chart. Do you remember last year when Chris Herndon, their, their tight end was apparently supposed to be the sleeper? Yeah. Yeah, it was not. He was, he, he, he was busted. asleep the whole season. I wonder, I wonder if Robert Sulla can like unlock him though. Turn him to George Kittle? Yeah. Or just something. Just something, right? Just something. <laughs> just do something. <laughs> that one meme where like I forgot I forgot where what it's it to is do with like, the stick the sticky yeah <laughs> you like, to poke something. something yeah do something yeah exactly yeah. um all right the last, last one. question yes Julio Jones ah, Chris Godwin Julio and Cooper Cup are all considered wide receiver twos on their NFL depth chart I trust blank as a wide receiver one for my fantasy oh. football team. <laughs> My God, who are you? You better be having star running backs if Cooper, you're deciding between Cooper Cup 
Chris Godwin and Julio Jones. Chris Godwin and Julio. My God, why why you put me in this situation, man? This is if you go running back, running back, running back. I'm pretty sure. I think in 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 order. Oh God. Cooper Cup second. Sorry, I don't know why the hell I'm going out of order. <laughs> you start with Cooper Cup second. <laughs> that brought any value to, to your answer. I'm so sorry. I don't know. My brain works weird, guys. All right. So third, I would have Chris Godwin. Okay. Second, okay. I would have Cooper Cup. So you trust Julio Jones as your wide receiver one. Yeah. I'm confident. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. What? Because I mean, like, this guy's a top five wide receiver. He's really good. Yeah. Just because he's on a team with AJ Brown. Sure. We, we still don't know what's going to happen, but. This guy's a top five wide receiver. Like when he plays, he's really good. And the question is just, can he stay on the field healthy? And honestly, if you manage, like, I don't think the NFL believes in load management. But I mean, if you have AJ Brown doing most of it, Julio Jones just needs to get open. I know the word load management. Sorry. It's just, (laughs) (laughs) we're still kids. Don't worry. But yeah. um, So you you don't believe. Are you saying Cooper Cup second because he's not like the sexy pick as a wide receiver one, even though he could give you like top 15 wide receiver numbers I, or top 12? I think the I, I put him second mm-hmm. because I don't like Godwin as much, I feel. Is there a reason why you don't like Godwin as much? Because of Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski and OJ Howard. Mm, I heard I OJ Howard can't block, but doesn't mean he can't catch. <laughs> Bruce Arians was dogging on this guy saying he can't block, but he still has hands, man. So, like, and Scotty Miller somehow always gets targets from Tom Brady. Even when, even, even when there are only three wide receivers on the field, when, uh-huh. it's, when it's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller's still open. He's still open something. <laughs> No. Why? How, how, how did he get on the field? Exactly. I just think that's why there's so many targets for Brady. He can throw out the backfield to Leonard Fournette. He, he has so many options, you know? Cameron Bray somehow found a job, too. Last year, I, I know OJ Howard was out, but I'm sure Cameron Bray will get a few targets this year as well. No way he's not. So that's why. And if you like Giovanni Bernard, Ronald Jones, you know, there's a lot of guys on that team. Not to say that there's not talent on the Rams. It's just, well, there there is D-Jax, Deshaun Jackson, but mm. it's just Cooper Cup. So you you might say that Robert Woods, how, how about that? Where, where does he fall in all of this? But we've seen it in prior years that Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, they can live in harmony. They can both score. So it's okay. But mm-hmm. with the Bucks, it's kind of like, well, is Mike Evans going to score today or Chris God? You you will get a game where they all score, but it's like, or will Antonio Brown catch like two touchdowns this game? Exactly. Like for, for the Bucks offense, you have to look at Tom Brady's Instagram to see who he posted the night before. <laughs> that's the guy that had the best practice for the week. You know, mm-hmm. that's who he's going to throw to. It's it's actually a merit based system. You, you show up to work, you do good, you're going to get your targets. You're going to get It that doesn't matter thing. what your name is. And you're going to get that post on Instagram. That's <laughs> you, post you, you'll on. get that's the, the post. Honor. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's highest post. honor. Yeah. The only guy that gets special treatment is Gronk. I literally feel no matter how bad or slow Gronk is, 
He'll get the he'll get, he'll get a shot, man. I mean, didn't he have two touchdown um, yes. catches? Yes, <laughs> in the Super Bowl. He just somehow he just somehow worked. He just somehow got faster. Yeah, <laughs> just for the Super Bowl. Who, who, who are your three? I think I would go. I would go Julio Jones, Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin. Oh, there Julio you Jones, go. Same thing. I, we were on point today, Ryan. We were. We, I like it. We we were we were on the same wavelength. Yeah, Julio Jones, just because I feel like. Um, AJ Brown and Julio Jones can both be what top 12, top 15 wide receivers. And I don't think Julio Jones is that far off. Yeah. Cooper Cup is kind of the same deal, except I'm just a little bit more concerned about the touchdowns that he doesn't get, even though it's hard to predict them. So if he could at least score some Julio? touchdowns this year, um, Cooper Cup. Oh, oh, Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he only had like three last year. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have his, last year was not a touchdown year for him. Exactly. Yeah, but you know he had a lot of yards. I mean, he got what two hundred against Miami, who was playing against Cooper Cup that week. Mm-hmm. It was me, but that's how you me. remember. PP. Yeah, that's how I remember. So yeah, really good for PPR Cooper Cup and Chris Godwin. Like what you said, too many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. You might as well go for Julio Jones Cooper Cup, where you know the value of where he is on the depth chart for their teams. I mean, Cooper Cup's at least at least bare minimum the number two option. Same for Julio Jones. But for yeah. Chris Godwin's a question mark. I mean, Antonio I like Brown that. can step up. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's all well I said. had for filling the blanks. That's all I got too. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we break down preseason week one. Hopefully we'll get to see Ben DiNucci play a little bit. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.